Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. I sang this little ditty on our way through Ocean City. Heading south along the Jersey Shore On the way to Cape May I fell in love with you On the way to Cape May My life, brother. All right, everybody, come on. I saw my dreams come true I had a bad good As you get to see I'll I'm from Avalon on the way to Cape May. Come on, everybody! You know the words. On the way to, way to Cape May. On the way to Cape May. Everybody, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us today. What an awesome crowd! If you're not here, you are a loser. <laughs> To quote Donald Trump, I mean, seriously, you're missing out on this. Uh, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, 855-839-1210. Thank you for joining us today, whether you are in person or listening on the radio or the Odyssey app or on the podcast, where we have eclipsed well over 2 million podcast downloads since moving to Afternoons one year ago. And none of those are from my mother because she doesn't know how to use the podcast app. <laughs> so I can't even say that it's Mama Zioli. Uh, uh, we, and, uh, and yes, you can listen on your smart speaker including, and I won't say her name, because she will react. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, We have some breaking news right now for you. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has just endorsed Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House of Representatives. Breaking news live here on the Zioli Show. We have the audio of that. This is huge. Take a listen. I thought it was going really well. We're making progress. I think it'll be very close. We'll get a speaker here shortly. Would you support Austin Scott for speaker? 
No, I was going to support Jim. You're going to support Jim Jordan? Yes. Do you think that he has the votes to go to the floor? I think he's got. I think he's got the votes, but we'll see. Now, Representative Scott said he's supporting. He's running for speaker because he's annoyed that you were ousted. What's your message to him? Look, uh, I think everybody has a right to run. I think Jim's better prepared in the process to be speaker. Um, I don't. I don't think it's right that every Democrat voted to create chaos and eight four percent of the Republicans joined with them. We've launched the things we failed. Think today, the men and women in our military got paid. If Gates had his way, they wouldn't be being paid and they'd be in the Senate and in the Middle East. Our border agents wouldn't be paid. But this whole time, we haven't been able to follow through on our bills that we were trying to get done. We haven't been able to do investigations. Um, it's just we've got 4% of the caucus that really wants to have chaos. Do you think you'll go to the floor today? I don't know. It'd be up to them. Do you see any scenario where you come out with the gavel at the end of this? <laughs> no, I'm fine. What? So he's backing Jim Jordan for speaker. That's the good news. He's still very, very bitter at Matt Gates, but hey, that's politics. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, Matt Gates did throw the guy out of the job. Uh, there's an update, too, from my friends at the Philadelphia Police Department. The black Durango that was used in the, in the murder of that police officer last night at the airport has been found torched in South Brunswick, New Jersey. Now, what I'm trying to understand here, a second Hispanic 18-year-old was found shot at a hospital in New Jersey. So I'm assuming that that may be the cop killer. The dead guy dropped off by, there was a dead guy who was dropped off by the Black Durango at CHOP this morning is also an 18-year-old Hispanic. So there, I think the pieces are being put together that these might be the guys and they might, they might both be dead or at least one guy might be shot. One of the one of the, uh, the, the there were two guys involved last night who shot at these cops, killing one and severely wounding the other. Um, but it's it, it's looking like possibly now they might have identified these guys. The reward is up to uh, would you say time one hundred and fifty thousand and she would say both one forty eight five one hundred forty eight thousand five hundred dollars for information that will help lead to the capture of the cop killer. There is a press conference at 4.30 the Philadelphia police are going to have. Uh, we have Scott Pressler joining us to talk about the elections, and, and, and so we will, we will attempt to try to make it all work. Uh, we'll find a way. But this is, this is, a, this is a, at least an update. That the, the black Durango that was used last night was found torched in South Brunswick, New Jersey. So, but I don't, I don't know for sure if they're saying that this dead guy that was dropped off by the black Durango at CHOP this morning was involved in this or not. I would imagine so. All right, so that's the latest I have on that. So that's some breaking news on the show. We'll keep you updated, obviously, on all of this. Uh, regarding the Speaker's fight, Steve Scalise, when he announced he was dropping out of the Speaker's race officially, this is what he said regarding that. Uh, cut number one. I know we've been following this. It's been quite a journey, uh, and there's still a long way to go. Uh, I just share with my colleagues that I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the speaker designee. If you look at over the last few weeks, if you look at where our conference is, there's still work to be done. Uh, Our conference still has to come together and is not there. Wait, stop. Breaking news. Breaking news. House Republicans have just nominated Jim Jordan for speaker on Friday. This just happened moments ago, literally moments ago. 
Jim Jordan has clinched the speaker nomination in the Republican second go at the gavel. Some good breaking news here on the Zioli Show. Look at that. This is why I told you afternoon drive is where the action is, because all the news breaks in the afternoon. Am I right? You know I'm not a math guy, so stop with the numbers. Let me, uh, let me quote Chevy Chase for a moment and say, um, uh, nobody told me there'd be math. Of course, that was him doing Gerald Ford, right, at the... Uh, at the Excuse me, uh, nobody said there'd be any math. Uh, we don't know if he has a 217. I'm trying to just, this is all just coming out right now. Uh, Matt DeSantis, see if you can figure out for me if he's got the 217. I think it, it's looking like, uh, this seems very positive here, because as of a few moments ago, it didn't look like he stood a chance, and now it's looking like he may, he may have it. Does he have a 217? Uh, not according to the New York Times. <laughs> well, well F, the, screw the New York Times. What, what, what? Their update was a couple minutes ago, and they said that um, there's still some question as to whether or not he's actually going to be able to get the 217 votes that he needs. All right, here is the numbers from Greg Price on Twitter. The House Republican Conference has voted to nominate Jim Jordan, Speaker of the House, in a vote of 124 to 81. That's ridiculous. How many Republicans are still voting against this guy? Yeah, that's still not good because McCarthy won 188, I yeah. believe, uh, before his whole um, process on the, <laughs> the House floor, which obviously took 15 votes. Amazing. Um, uh, real, wow. OK. All right. Uh, hey, Phil, are you taking are you answering the phone? Somebody's complaining on Twitter. They're trying to call the show and they're just ringing. Are you answering the phone? Yeah, we're answering. All right. I don't see anybody on my call screen, though. Do you have anybody? Not right now. All right, we'll call again, 855-839-1210. Maybe I have the wrong call screen. I don't know, but somebody just tweeted out. You all drive all the way to Cape May just to still not answer the effing phone. Uh, there's no need to curse. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best. We're doing our best here to try to keep up with this breaking news. All right, so that's, this is why this, this uh, is relevant here. Fox's Brett Baer reporting on this. He said this is what he's hearing on the Hill right now regarding the Republicans and the speakership fight. Uh, cut two. Hey, let's talk about this uh, hunt for a speaker. Um, I've talked to a lot of people up there, you know, private conversations uh, on background. Uh, a number of them told me crazy things, saying um, that probably Jesus of Nazareth could not get 217 votes right now. Um, I only came a few votes. What, yeah, what is what's happening here? Is is this particular conference governable? Can you get to 217 for anybody? It's tough right now. Look, it took me 15 rounds to get there. I thought that would have worn people out. Look at what we were able to accomplish in those nine months. Even when you came to the debt ceiling, the biggest cut in American history, work requirements. We did border security bill. We did made us energy independent. We did the Parents' Bill of Rights. We were very successful. But unfortunately, eight members, not from a conservative basis, joined all the Democrats for their own personal belief that put us into this mess. That really put a challenge. And now it's very difficult to get to 217. So there's another breaking news here regarding the police shooting. So I'm going back and forth here. I hope you don't mind, but I'm just trying to keep you updated on everything. The latest on this right now is that they believe, according to the latest here, the teen shooting victim is believed to be connected to this. So remember I said to you that there was the, the inside scoop that I got here was that this, let's see here, 18-year-old Hispanic found shot at a hospital in New Jersey. They believe that this, this kid 
18-year-old is a man, this adult, this 18-year-old adult found shot at a hospital in New Jersey. They do believe this person is connected to the, the, this is the cop killer. They think they may have him. In New Jersey, South Brunswick, New Jersey, which is in North Jersey. There's no such thing as Central Jersey, but it's North Jersey. Black Durango found torch in South Brunswick. So this, I think they think this is the guy. And then, so that's good. I mean, that might be the good news. We have, we don't know if it's officially confirmed yet, though, but we are, we're all over it. But that, now they're saying that they believe, and maybe this is what the press conference at 430 is all about. If that's the case, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out for you. But I just want you to understand, I mean, how dangerous this job is. You know, these officers were off duty. They were about to start their work shift at the airport. And these, these officers, one or more of the shooters had fled from the shooting scene at the airport in a black 22 Dodge Durango. That's the one. The suspects remain at large. So one, one dead guy was dropped off this morning at CHOP. They think he's one of the guys. And now the second person discovered at a hospital in New Jersey. And they think this might be the second one here. So the good news is we, they may have got these guys. One of them's dead. Good. Rotten hell. And the other guy looks like they may have the guy. So we'll see if that's, in fact, the case. All right. Good. That's some good news. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I can be very happy uh, if, they get, if they get these guys. At least to be some justice here. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in today on everything we are doing. Oh, but and we, have, we have some uh, Zioli Army shirts to give away. We have hats, too. And I don't know how to do this. we got to come up with a way to do it. <laughs> what did you say? Just throw, throw them like, like, a, like, the, like the fanatic does? Like a t-shirt cannon? Oh, a t-shirt cannon would have been cool. Do we have a t-shirt cannon, Walter? No t-shirt. How does Odyssey Corporate feel about me shooting shirts at people's heads? <laughs> How does our corporation feel about a t-shirt slingshot? Oh, we could do, so we could slingshot one. Well, let me try one. Let's, let, here, give me one. Let's just see if we can do this. Let's see if we can make this work. Let's, do not what? What? Oh, oh, you think I'm, you think I'm going to hit that chandelier? Is that what? And so let, let let me understand, my my dear friend Melissa, who puts this all together for us. She thinks that with my athletic ability, I have the ability to a hit that chandelier and b hit it with such force I would bring it down. Hang on, Walter. Hang on. I'm just seeing what size this is. Oh, I got to roll it up. All right, hang on. I got to roll it up. This is a uh, XL. Well, I got to put an XL. You know, hang on. Which one is this one now? Is this is this a Oh, this is good. All right, what size is this? I have no idea. Who doesn't have one? And it's a large. Who can use a large? All right. <clears throat> Watch this, okay? <laughs> this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. All right, here we go. I'm warming up. Let me give you my play-by-play. It's like what I did with the Phillies the other night. <clears throat> Zioli's at the base. He looks around. This is a disaster. I, you know, the practice throw. I got, almost knocked over the Red Bull. I got Gatorade. I got Red Bull. I got, I got water. Nothing good comes from this. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to channel my inner fanatic. <laughs> Hang on. Hold it. Ready? Boom! Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, you hit your target. I'm impressed. All right, I got, I got a girl, a, a lady shirt. All right, I got a tiny lady shirt. All right. Who's the tiny lady? You already have one, though. Which I appreciate. Who? All right, let's see if I can do this here. Let me tell, I'm going to tie this up. You think I can hit all the way over there? No, there's no way. With this arm? Please. Oh, that was pretty good. Let's see if he wants to give it to a tiny lady. All right, who's an extra look? 
All right, who's an extra large? I'm going to throw it to that side of the room over there. Ready? Let me tell you about my athletic ability. <laughs> I had a pitcher one time. Uh, uh, I had a gym teacher. This guy was a real jerk. He once told me, he said, Zioli, you throw like a girl. Of course, nowadays, that would get me a college scholarship. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Boom. Oh, she's running over. Punch it. Knock him down. Beat him down. All right, we'll do more of this as the show progresses, okay? All right, we'll have some fun today. I like it. I know. I got to give Forrest one. So this guy, Forrest, drove up from West Virginia six hours to be here. Whoa. Twice. Well, he couldn't come today, but I promised him... No, but I did. I promised him an extra large shirt because he drove all the way up from West Virginia. He doesn't need the Kelly Green because he's not, I mean, he's West Virginia, right? He's not an Eagles fan. He probably can't even read. It's West Virginia. So what we'll do is he's going to share it with his sister. Stop being, stop people. Why is everybody so uptight today? All right. Uh, but we got to get one for Forrest. So is this an XL? All right. So we'll put this aside for Forrest. If it, Forrest, if you're listening, buddy, I got you covered. Okay. And I'm sorry about all the West Virginia jokes that Matt DeSantis made. He's very I, that's rude. That's a lie. <laughs> very rude. I love um, West Virginia. Okay, I understand. All right, uh, we got a lot of breaking news. I'm going to take a break because there's more stuff developing right now. And I want to make sure that you get everything that you need. And Scott Pressler is going to join us at 4.30. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Uh, we are so glad you're here today. We're having a great time. If you're on your way, come down. If you... If you have nothing better to do. Come join us. There's wonderful people here. We'd love to see you. The bar is open, and the Zioli Army is literally running to the bar as we speak right now. I love it. We'll be right back. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. The Braves announcers were not happy and not fans of Bryce Harper's throat slash celebrations, given the fact that Hamas terrorists oh, are murdering... Oh, God. I, I, I know. I know. I've decided I do want to go to war, but it's with Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already ended them. This was uh, Joe Simpson, who is, I believe, the play-by-play announcer for the Braves. Is he related to OJ? Well, it was a slash. So, yeah, just... Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT and the free Odyssey app. See Joe Conklin with the City Rhythm Orchestra at the Miller Center in Reading on Wednesday, October 18th. And at Springfield High School in Delaware County, Saturday, November 11th. Oh my God, it was amazing. I loved it. All his voices are fabulous and the fact that he sings. I couldn't imagine how good it would be with the orchestra. Awesome show. I've never laughed so much. My teeth hurt. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's Conklin and City Rhythm at the Miller Center in Reading and at Springfield High School in Delco. For tickets, Go to JoeConklin.com. JoeConklin.com!
Howdy, I'm Hank, and I'm a plumbing pro who installs Bradford White Water Heaters. I've done so many, my buddies call me Hank the Tank. If you want a reliable, efficient, long-lasting water heater that's built to be the best, you want Bradford White. And you can only get one from a pro like me. How you heat your water matters. So make it a Bradford White water heater. Check out BradfordWhite.com and find a pro like me. Take it from Hank the Tank. Choose Bradford White. We do all we can to ensure our kids are happy, healthy, safe, and strong. Having high-quality, low-cost health insurance helps make that possible with Chip. Your child can have medical, dental, eye care, and more for free or low cost. Whether you're self-employed, unemployed, or your employer benefits are just too expensive, CHIP is there for you to help your child be strong. CHIP Strong. Apply or renew today at 800-986-KIDS or go to chipcoverspakids.com. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Hey, Paoli, we know your favorite station is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go to get away from it all. Bodies in the sand. All right, welcome back. We are live at the Grand Hotel of K-Bay, New Jersey. We are having a great time. I just got my Guardians of the East, Ho- East Coast Guardians of the East Coast hat from Patrick J. Patrick, thank you for this. I went with the powder blue color in honor of the Phillies. And oh, we're back. Oh, we got it. Okay, got it. All right. We're back. We're live. We're on the air. Okay, we had a little technical difficulty, but we are back, and thank you uh, for joining us today. We're live. Hey, I got a Zioli Army beanie for you. Uh, You're texting. You're not even paying attention. To go with your Zioli Army shirt. (laughs) Here you go. All right? Here we go. Boom. I can't. See, I'm the worst. I have no athletic ability whatsoever. (laughs) All right, 855-839-1210 is the number. Uh, I got a question, Phil, uh, the music you're playing. What, talk to me about what, what we're hearing today. What do we got? What's the theme? What would you like to know? It's all um, beach-related. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Beach-related music. All right, do we have any, uh, any requests? Uh, we don't take requests, do we, Phil? Uh, we can. I mean, it's your show, so uh, you All know, right. what do you want? Well, in honor of the Phillies last night, I feel like we should play like Hell's Bells or something with a bell in it. I, I could do or, that. Oh, Dancing Absolutely. on My Own. Can we do Dancing on My Own for the Phillies? Phil? Yes, I could do that. You, you don't like that one, do you? I got no problem with it. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> good. Uh, by the way, the Dodgers, in case you're wondering, the Los Angeles Dodgers have announced they're going to make a couple of changes to their lineup. Also, they're going to spend less time with um, Catholic-hating drag queen nuns and more time practicing, which I think is a good improvement for them. <laughs> I think that's going to work out well for them next season. 
Uh, okay, so the latest on the speaker fight right now that we have is that Jim Jordan has been officially nominated by the Republicans. He still does not have the number he needs to clinch it, but that fight is still ongoing. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic here that he will get it ultimately. I really am. I, I hope he will because it's, uh, this, this, this fight is, is, uh, is crucial here. Speaking of the speaker fight, everything that's happening, we have a presidential election coming, as you know, in 2024. Donald Trump is still in court now. You know, they're still going after him in court. And he's actually in court now with a showdown with that that low-life, two-faced fraud, Michael Cohen. I have no use for people that betray people in life. I really do. I have no use for them. Your word is your bond in life. And, and, and Cohen was his lawyer, his protector, and then he flips on the guy. You know what I mean? And maybe it's because I'm Italian, and maybe because I love revenge. I do, as you know, I love it. <laughs> And in fact, I love revenge in such a way that tonight at the bar, and Caitlin and Bob will vouch for this, my friends are not going to let me have my cell phone because I tend to sometimes say some things. You know what I mean? The people that have crossed me in life. (laughs) Because in vino veritas, as my people say, am I right? In vino veritas. But uh, Trump is still dealing with this, uh, this issue right now. He's back Jim Jordan for speaker. I think that the Republicans right now who are holding out are not only being disrespectful to Jordan, Jordan they're being disrespectful to Trump. And it's wrong. And it really is wrong. It's absolutely wrong, and it needs to stop. There's a breaking news update here. God, these are all coming in right now about this uh, shooting. Uh, Okay, they, they do believe that this team that they found in Jersey is connected. All right, they do believe that. That's the second thing. They're, they are going to, I think, make that announcement very, very soon. All right, good. Uh, so looking at 2024, Joe Biden is in Philadelphia today, and he tripped upstairs again. This man is amazing how he does this. In a gravity-defying feat, Joe Biden tripped up the stairs again today. Now, he didn't fall down because they put a, a, a rail up, you know, for the old timer so that he can, he can actually hold on to it. But he has fallen up the stairs of Air Force One multiple times, falling up stairs. I understand how you fall down. Gravity takes you down. That's what I said yesterday on the show. I'm a science guy. It's just like how Dylan Mulvaney will never be a woman because of science, and I will never be a fish, even though there are times I'd like to be. Love to be a fish. How easy would it be to get around, right? Just jump in the ocean, swim to places, save money, or swim down to Florida. But you know, I could do gill surgery. You could put scales on me, attach a fin to me. I'm still not going to be a fish. And uh, the point with this whole thing, this whole situation, oppressors oh, there. Okay, let's do that. Let's do, let, me, let me stop with my analogy right now about gravity. Just say that the president falls up and defies gravity. Okay, so that's the only thing I'm going to say defies gravity. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm very happy to welcome to the show the executive director of Early Vote Action. The goal is to turn out the Republican vote for the next election. He's very, very famous on social media. He's fighting the good fight, and he's coming to Pennsylvania. Scott Pressler, thank you for joining us here today. How are you? Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Live from Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. We are live from Cape May, New Jersey, so we are, uh, we're, we're, we're all excited that you're joining us. You, you, you started this operation years ago. You've done incredible work. How many people have you registered you. Republican since you started this? Oh, gosh, I've lost count, but thousands of voters across the country. Good. 
Good. And, and you're focusing, you're, you're in Indiana County, PA, Slippery Rock right now, Lawrence County, Washington County, you're going to Pittsburgh, you're going to be in Erie, you're going to be in Center County, you're going to be in Monroe County, Bucks, <laughs> and Delco. You're all over the place. So talk to me. I mean, why, why have you decided to invest so much of your time and resources in Pennsylvania? Well, in part, I mean, the impetus for early vote action was 2022. Look at, you were just describing the disaster of the Joe Biden administration. Look at the uh, attack from Hamas and Israel, the war with Ukraine and Russia, our porous border, fentanyl. So many things are going wrong. And despite that, 2022, we didn't have the red tsunami that we should have had. And so I'm calling for an all of the above approach to voting. And I'm here in part in Pennsylvania because, yes, I do want to defeat Joe Biden and make him a one-term president, but it starts with winning this year. A lot of people don't know we have a Supreme Court election this November on Tuesday, November 7th. And for anybody that remembers the horrors of the Wolf administration, when he locked down the state, he shut down our churches, our businesses, our schools, he put COVID-positive patients into nursing homes. Well, is it possible that Democratic Governor Shapiro will also institute mask mandates and lockdowns again? Yes, it is a possibility, because we've seen with the Democrats, they're willing to pull fire alarms to get their way. And so I'm asking, I'm begging, I'm pleading, please, everyone, if you want to make sure that we have freedom in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, if you want to limit the authority of the governor, and if you want to provide that we're going to keep things open here in Pennsylvania, then vote for Judge Carolyn Carluccio to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court on Tuesday, November 7th. And if you're a trucker or firefighter, police officer, if you're a member of the United States military, make a plan to either vote by mail, you have until the 31st to request one, or vote early at your local elections office. But lock in those votes, please. Scott Pressler, your your points about the Pennsylvania Supreme Court are excellent. I want to remind everybody that in 2020, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did something so incredibly unconstitutional. They changed the time, the manner, and the date of the presidential yeah. election, which they do not have the authority to do. And that that was part of the reason why Joe Biden was declared the winner in Pennsylvania, because they were accepting ballots that had no postmark on them, ballots that were received late. Uh, it was a disaster. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, I mean, leaving aside talk about Dominion, leaving aside other things, I mean, everybody, 100 percent, you can you can absolutely verify that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court intervened in that election for the benefit of Joe Biden. So you cannot emphasize enough how important this election is. Well, and furthermore, I want to emphasize to everybody that's dooming and glooming, no. Think about what Mr. Zioli just said. He said that despite the universal mailing, despite the fact that the legislature did not consent to the changes right before the election, Joe Biden only, quote unquote, won in 2020 in Pennsylvania by 80,000 votes. Guys, we have 80,000 Amish in Pennsylvania. We have 80,000 truckers, and we have 930,000 hunters in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And so we at Early Vote Action are working on a robust voter registration operation as well as the Get Out the Vote operation. For example, why are we not putting mail-in ballot drop boxes in every single Amish enclave in Pennsylvania? And let's get a 
mail-in ballot in the hands of every single trucker who are serving our country and hauling rigs on our behalf and make sure that if they're not home on election day that they are getting in those 80,000 votes. And I'm telling you right here, right now, let's win this November on Tuesday, November 7th with Judge Carolyn Carluccio. And next year, let's come together as a family, defeat the Joe Biden and elect a Republican president. It is within our power. Well said, my man. Well said. Except two things. Two things, Scott Presser. Number one, please call me rich. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Secondly, uh, how many? You've got to count the dead, too, because it is Friday the 13th, and the dead do rise to vote in, in Philadelphia. So, uh, look, everything you're saying is right, and I love your positivity, and I love your optimism. And I agree, because I hear from people all the time and say they're going to steal it, blah, blah, blah. We have to do what we can do. All we yeah. can do is what's in our control, right, Scott? We have to do what's in our control. Yeah. And you cannot, if you allow, if, if people walk around with a negative attitude, like no matter what, they're going to steal it or whatever else, then, then people are going to stay home and, and already the tricks that are played, I'll give you a great example in New Jersey when Jack Chiarelli was running against Phil Murphy, uh, King Phil, mm-hmm. the unaccountable, his royal rugness, as we call him. There was a poll that came out that weekend by Monmouth University that said Murphy had a 13 point lead over Jack Chitterelli, and so yep. Republicans stayed home. Hundreds of thousands of Republicans didn't come out to vote. So we cannot have a self defeating attitude about this. Well, and two things, real quick. Number one, after the 2020 debacle, everybody was dooming and glooming. They said that we couldn't win. In 2021, we had a Supreme Court election, and we as Republicans, as the state, elected Kevin Brobson to the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania. We showed precedent that we can win. And furthermore, I know we have a lot of New Jersey people listening. Let me tell you right now, we have the power this November to take over the General Assembly. We need seven General Assemblymen, and we either need six state senators seats and you come out and you vote this November straight Republican ticket in New Jersey and we will be able to stop Democratic Governor Murphy from passing reckless and dangerous legislation. New Jersey, this is within your power and I'm counting on you to help shock the nation this November. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. Well said. There's a great example. I mean, we have this battle going on, Scott, as you know about these wind these wind turbines and uh, my friends are here today from, uh, from the various organizations here today, including the Guardians of the East Coast they're trying to put up these mm. massive wind turbines, which are killing whales and dolphins. There are some of these races here for the state Senate as well are incredibly close, including. Yes, including there's a state Senate race in Monmouth County, New Jersey. This guy, uh, this guy up there named Vin Gopal, who is a champion of this and also a champion of the woke curriculum in schools. He needs mm. to go, and it's a close fight there, and he needs to go. So you're right, Scott. Everybody has to get out there. But I want to ask you a question. I mean, you were not always a Republican, right? Oh, no, I've always been conservative. However, Obama did inspire me to point the finger at myself and say, Scott, what are you doing to take action? But I want to be very clear. I am not a Mitt Romney Republican. I am not a Liz Cheney Republican. I understand the difference between being a globalist and America first citizen. And I'm very much the latter. I love it. I love it. I think that that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Love it. Love it. Uh, Scott Pressler, listen, you are doing a great job. And again, I want to remind everybody your website is earlyvoteaction.com. Earlyvoteaction.com. And how old are you, Scott, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> I'm a millennial. 
I'm just, let's put it that way. I mean, I gate up to 45, you know, so any police officers out there, please go to earlyboataction.com and hit me up. But you can <laughs> find my, <laughs> you can find my entire event schedule by going to earlyboataction.com and go to events. And again, I'm hitting 14 counties in 25 days. My heart is in this, and I hope you will join me in this movement to help save our country. All right, buddy. Well done. Scott Pressler, everybody. Thank you, pal. Keep up the great work. <laughs> hey, thanks, Rich. Bye. Bye. Uh, 855-839-1210. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. When you are involved in an accident, you guys are right over there? Just checking. Everybody good? All right. Do I need a drink? Yes. Well, I'm going to have one? No. I'm going to try to wait a couple more minutes, maybe five, five more seconds or so. But... Uh, since we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, I, I, I do want to mention that the Guardians of the East Coast were kind enough to come. Give me this hat. I think it's going to look good on me. What do you think? Let's see. Let's try it on here. What do you think? It's a good look, huh? Not bad, right? Oh, we have the press conference. Can we go live right now to the press conference? This is the update on the shooting of the Philadelphia police officer. Sorry, so many crossed our city field today. It is difficult to express in words the pain and sadness caused by a loss like this. It is incredibly disheartening when violence impacts members of our own city workforce and those who dedicate their lives to serving their fellow Philadelphians. I extend my deepest sympathies to those who knew, the lo- knew and loved the officer we lost last evening. We grieve with you. Philadelphia lost a dedicated city first responder who was simply doing his job and serving our city. And to the family, friends, and colleagues of the second officer who was injured in the same incident, we pray for his swift recovery. Everyone, keep these families and all members of the Philadelphia Police Department in your prayers at this difficult time. To honor the memory of our slain officer, all city flags will be flown at half-staff for the next 30 days. What happened last night was a terrible tragedy and a sobering reminder of the danger our police officers face every day on the job. And I want to commend the tremendous response of our police department as they search tirelessly for the criminals that committed this act of violence. If you have any information about this incident or any other, or any other, please report it to the Philadelphia Police by calling or, calling or texting 215-686-TIPS. That's 215-686-TIPS. We will not stop until they are in custody and brought to justice. Our, fa- our fallen officer selflessly gave his life serving and protecting his community from harm. His sacrifice will not be forgotten. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm John Stanford, interim police commissioner. Um, so before we get into the details and before I, I call up the interim first deputy, uh, Frank Venora, to go into some specifics about uh, what we have um, discovered thus far, I uh, just want to go over a few things. So um, just one point I want to make is that this has been, last night obviously was a rough night for our department, um, but the past a week or so has been a rough week um, for this organization and for the women and men that belong to this organization. Going back to um, just over a week ago where we had three officers um, that were shot uh, in the line of duty responding to an incident. Um, Fast forward on Monday, we had a commander um, die by suicide. Wednesday, um, the active commander. On Wednesday, we had an active police officer um, that we discovered um, died as a result, suddenly, um, possibly as a result of some type of medical emergency. And then last night, and, and last night, going back to the tragic incident, everything unfolded um, around 11 p.m. 
where we had two officers assigned to the, the airport unit uh, responding to in terms of arriving at work, parking in the parking garage there. Um, officer number one was Officer uh, Richard Mendez, uh, 50 years of age, 22-year um, veteran, almost 23 years, three days away from 23 years on the job, um, assigned to the airport, married with, with one daughter. Um, he was arriving to work along with uh, Officer um, Raul Ortiz, um, 60 years of age, uh, married with three children, 20-year veteran of the department, also assigned to the airport. So both of them are arriving to work, as many of our officers do. Uh, each day and as they're stepping out of their vehicles they hear glass shattering and so doing what um, I would say all of our men and women do um, again tending to to what was going on paying attention to what was going on they go to investigate uh, the, the sounds of that glass shattering and when they come upon uh, either three or four individuals that are breaking into a vehicle um, at some point in time there is some type of uh, encounter or struggle um, from what we know which leads to, um, during that confrontation, that leads to uh, Officer Mendez uh, being shot multiple times and Officer Ortiz being shot one time um, in his arm. Um, we also know that during that incident that a suspect uh, was shot um, during that, that encounter. Um, officers responded to that location. Obviously, the suspect fled uh, from that location in a vehicle in which, again, uh, D.C. Venor will get into a little bit more in terms of details around that. Um, our officers responded. Uh, originally, all of the officers were initially taken to uh, Methodist Hospital, and then Officer Mendez was transported to Penn Presbyterian, and Officer Ortiz was transported to Jefferson. Um, around 11.34 p.m., Officer Mendez was pronounced. And so, um, again, uh, a very um, heartbreaking incident, um, devastating incident for the, the women and men of this organization. Um, but I, I would submit to you it's devastating to the city um, to know that this is the type of behavior that's occurring, uh, the type of individuals that are out there on the street uh, to take someone's life over a vehicle um, that didn't belong to them. And, and so um, just a reminder of the work that needs to be done, uh, the individuals that are out there that need to be um, held accountable for their actions and what they're engaged in. Um, right now, there is a reward that's up to $148,500 um, for information that anyone may have that could lead to the arrest and conviction of these individuals. Some of that may be just for the arrest. Um, public Affairs will break those numbers out for you. Uh, but again, we're, we're calling on the public to provide uh, tips and information uh, 215-686-TIPS. You can remain anonymous. You can submit that information. And again, you can also submit it and, and get this claim, this reward money. And so we will call on the public today, as we do every day, uh, to help us and to assist us. Uh, we ask that you wrap your arms around um, this family, the, the family of uh, Officer Mendez, but also around Officer Ortiz and his family, and I would ask that you wrap your arms around the Philadelphia Police Department because we need it. We need that support. Um, our women and men go out and they, they fight the fight every day for so many people in this city. And so we ask for that support in return, and we need it. And so um, I'll leave you with that. 
I'll turn it over to um, interim first deputy Frank Venor to go a little bit more into the details of the investigation thus far. All right, good afternoon. I'm not going to go into the preliminary. Most of you have the preliminary information. I am going to cooperate through investigation some facts that we found out. I just want to caution everybody that we are still very much in the investigative stage. All right, some of this information may change. Uh, we, are, we are working very hard on uh, the investigation. The other thing I want to say is I can't give every detail out uh, because we have active uh, investigations going on into several areas of this, of this incident. So as the commissioner said, when Officer Mendez and Officer Ortiz arrived to the garage, um, they heard glass breaking. They encountered individuals they believed were committing a crime, breaking into a car. Uh, that encounter turned into a confrontation, which resulted in, we now know, um, Officer Mendez being shot, Officer Ortiz being shot in the arm, and, and uh, they were transported to the hospital. A very short time later, we developed some information that a, a Dodge Durango uh, is the means from which the individuals left the airport and fled. That information was broadcast and, and people were looking for it. Um, just about the same time that the officers arrived at Presby, um, the Dodge Durango, we believe same one, arrives at uh, Children's Hospital uh, in West Philadelphia. And we are going to release uh, through public affairs some clips of a video of uh, an individual who drops off a, a shooting victim that was eventually pronounced at 11.37 p.m. at Children's Hospital. That individual is an 18-year-old male that I'm going to identify as Jesus Herman Madera Duran. That individual was dropped off. We believe that Durango is the same Durango um, that was seen leaving the parking garage. So we are now believing that this is connected. So that individual, uh, we believe, was shot in the same incident as the two police officers. There are other individuals in that car that we are trying to identify. There is some video you're going to see of at least one of them exit the car, uh, and, and he, he leaves the individual there and drives off. You're not going to see all of that, but you will have images of that individual. So we're urging people, if you know who that individual is, to please let us know. All right. That, that vehicle, that Dodge Durango, through investigation, we were able to uh, discern that that was a stolen vehicle. It had been stolen about a week ago in South Philadelphia. Detectives were able to contact the owner of that vehicle. They was able to identify uh, his vehicle. Also, we found out that that vehicle had a tracking device or a, an, an air tag inside it. Okay, at some point during the search for this vehicle, they were able to uh, go uh, tap into that tracker and, and police officers on I-95 in the area of Academy were able to recover that tracker. So some of you today seen a search going on on I-95. We were looking for additional evidence. Uh, and, and that's all I could say at this point. We're looking to see if there was anything else left behind uh, by that vehicle. Sometime around 1.30 in the morning, um, police in South Brunswick responded to a vehicle fire. All right, we now know that our vehicle uh, was set on fire in South Brunswick. We have members of the ATF, FBI, and our crime scene unit that are going to uh, retrieve that vehicle, bring it back to Philadelphia, and process it for evidence. All right, we, we are also looking at a lot of other evidence, both ballistic evidence that was left at our scene. We're looking at digital evidence, video in a lot of different places, and we're looking at forensic evidence and every, everything we can touch. 
There's people working to try to identify the individuals. There could be up to three additional individuals that were inside that Durango. So anybody who may know who was driving that car or who uh, may have uh, been accompanying Mr. Duran uh, during the course of these actions, we're urging them to give us a call. All right, and, and with that, um, if anybody has any questions, we'll be glad to try to. Do you think Duran is the shooter? Do you think Duran is the shooter in this case? I couldn't say that at this point. I don't have any evidence to say who was shooting. Do you know who shot Duran? Was that? I don't. I don't. We don't know. We, they, one of the things I do want to mention is Officer Mendez's gun is missing. All right, that gun is missing. We do have fired cartridge casings at the scene. There's a lot of analysis going on, but we do not have that gun. We, we cannot discern who fired that gun, if that gun was fired or another gun was fired yet. I'm not going to comment on, on his. He's still in the hospitalized, and I'm not going to comment on his. Uh, his uh, timeline Approximately 11 o'clock, a little before 11, they hear glass break and they go to investigate the, uh, the incident. They were reporting to work. They heard a crime and they, they, uh, two veteran police officers with decades of experience moved towards the crime. So they were working. Were they in uniform? Uh, one of them was with a jacket on top, Officer Mendez. Another one was in partial uniform pants with a sweatshirt on. Would they have drawn their weapons as they approached? I, 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 I don't. I don't. Would they have had vests on as they approached? I, 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 I could say that when we encountered them, they did not have vests. So I don't think they're wearing a vest uh, when they're arriving to work. No. I can't answer that. We, we, we're, we're analyzing video. We're going to release what we can to you. There may be more coming. But I, I, don't, I can't tell you where we're getting the video from in every instance. Can you talk about the lack of cameras in the parking garage? I can't. I can't. I, I, you would have to ask somebody from the parking garage. I couldn't help you with that. How about information on Officer Mendez? I know he's with the Force for 22 years. He worked a, a large portion of his career in the 25th District. I worked with him. I worked with both of them in the 25th District. Uh, and then transferred to the airport, I think, sometime in... 2018, um, you know, great officer, great person, um, was admired by everybody to work with him. So, um, you know. Commissioner, I have a question for you. Um, you just spoke about last week you had the three officers shot. It seems like this year there's been more officers shot than its previous years, at least recently. What do you make of it? Like, why is there a brazenness from people to look up um, I, I don't think that just started this year. I, I think the breeziness goes back for some years. I mean, we had uh, two years in which we had some of the, high, the highest numbers of homicides. And so I, I think the brazen behavior um, coming out of, of COVID and, and then, you know, civil unrest and, and folks not being held accountable in this city. Bingo. Um, in terms of how they commit crime. Bingo. And, and the, the response to that. Uh, folks not being held accountable. See that, what you just and, and, said? Well, in terms of, you know, the real reality is sometimes there aren't consequences. I mean, if you are arrested and, and Bravo. A, a second tier of the Bravo. justice system that isn't upheld, whether that be going through being prosecuted, whether that be going through the court system, um, sometimes there's always this conversation about zeroing in on just whether or not they're prosecuted. But I also remind you that there is a, a, a building on the other side of uh, Broad Street, you know, CJC. And, and again, there need to be folks in that building that are held accountable too, and, and that's always left out. Bravo, bravo. Exactly right. And so, um, I think it's looking at the overall criminal justice system, 
not just the police, not just the district attorney's office, but looking at the overall criminal justice system. I think folks have heard it said before, there are ways that you can, you know, hold people accountable. Everybody doesn't need to be in jail, but there are a, a good number of folks that commit violent crimes that we see over and over and over again, um, gun arrests, robberies, um, carjackings. That's not a, a thing that you should get a slap on the wrist, um, that you should be held accountable. And some of that requires time. Some of that requires you to be incarcerated. Some of that requires you to be monitored by the probation and parole system. Um, that is all the components of the criminal justice system. And so when you say um, what encourages folks to commit crime, um, I think it's not just the violent crime, it's all levels of crime. You heard us talk about quality of life over the past few weeks going back to the looting. There are folks that were engaged in that behavior, I and mean, you, all of you are on social media, and you could see the responses. When we said we were locking people up, you saw a change. When we said we were holding people accountable, we were going to make those arrests, you saw the responses from people, some of them saying, oh, wow, they're locking people up, yeah. And same thing with the, the ATVs. And, you know, the individual decided to smash a window of that young lady's car. Um, he was held accountable. He was arrested and, and he's charged. And so I think people want to feel safe in this city. People want to know that uh, people are going to be held accountable. If you are a victim of a crime, you want to know that people cannot do that to you and get away with it. And I think we have to understand there could be a balance in policing. We can do things that hold police officers accountable, which we, we do every day. But there also has to be a process in which we hold individuals that commit crime accountable. And, and I think that's lacking right now. And it's not just in this city. I think we see that lacking across the country. Yeah, bravo. But my focus is this city. And so uh, we're going to keep continuing to press on. We're going to continue to work with our partners. The district attorney's office is here. And so, again, um, I'm not going to get into that space of pointing fingers and blaming. I'm going to get into the space of we have to find common ground. We have to find areas that we can work together. We are going to disagree on some things, and there are going to be some places where we have to stand firm. But at the end of the day, people in this city are tired. They're tired of all the back and forth, the finger pointing, uh, the blaming. They want to see results. They want to see people held accountable. They want to see people, you know, again, um, held responsible for the, the actions, and they want to feel safe. And, and that's going to require some people going to jail. Yeah, bravo. I mean, that's great. I mean, I support them 100%. And, and again, I tell them to, to make the arrest, to do the jobs where it's warranted, make the arrest, to do the job you've been sworn to do. Um, and, again, that's why I call on the support from all of you and, and support from, you know, folks that are in these communities. There are many people that live in so many communities across this city. They want people held accountable. They want to feel safe in their neighborhoods, hardworking people in so many of these communities across this city that want to know that they have a police department that is, is again, doing the job that they've been sworn to do. And, and so um, I encourage our officers to continue doing the work that they've been doing. They've been doing some amazing work. I mean, the fact that we're down, uh, you know, almost 20% in homicides, the fact that we're down 25% in shooting victims, 21% down in shooting incidents, that's a key indi indicator that our folks are doing some amazing work each and every day. Carjacking is down 40%, um, and I can go on and on, but at the end of the day, that's the amazing work that they're doing. They need to be supported. They need to be um, encouraged to do that. And again, you know, when we get that and we see that, that makes them feel better about doing the job and makes them understand that the job that they're doing every day, it matters. 
Are we have time for one more question? Folks, 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 we have time for one more question. Max, over here. Mr. In June, the department said it's going to increase patrols at the airport due to the rash of hard that have been going on. Did that happen, and was there adequate staffing last time? So, I mean, the reality is that we would like to increase, you know, staffing and patrols everywhere. That's why we, you know, have a robust um, effort around recruitment and trying to in employ more officers. Um, we have strategically looked at all of the units across this, this department, all of the areas across this department that require staffing, and have tried to make adjustments. And so the airport is no different. Uh, we have a mandate of having a certain staffing level that we must keep there, and we do that. And so... Um, is there a, a, a want or a desire to have more officers in a lot of places throughout the city? Absolutely, but we have to be realistic as to what we have available to us um, and what the needs require at that time, and, and those have been met um, down there. In terms of we'll continue to look at staffing, whether it's at the airport or whether it's at you know the 21 districts that cover the city, but we'll continue to look at that. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think what the commissioner said there, the acting commissioner, he, he, he called out without saying it. The fact is that in the city of Philadelphia, they're not convicting these people. They're arresting them. They're charging them. But they're not getting convicted and sent away. And that is the problem. A lot to digest from that. We've lost a Philadelphia police officer. We have another one fighting for his life. And you heard the commissioner say it. He said it's because we have rampant criminality in the city and people believe there's no consequences he said it very very well okay uh it's important to hear that i hope everybody will you know say a prayer for this officer who's recovering fighting for his life right now in the hospital and um we'll take a break dr wilford riley is going to come back uh tough job these cops they have a tough job and all we can do is support them like the commissioner said it's all we can do but i tell you i like this guy a lot better than the last one because he's a cop's cop you can tell that already all right uh we'll take a quick break we'll come back live from the grand hotel of cape may new jersey and uh don't go away rich Cioli, weekday afternoons three to seven talk radio twelve ten wpht and on the free odyssey app all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.